When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gays. I am your host, Larry. Um, I hope you guys had an amazing week. There's so much for us to talk about. I uh, needed to bring someone in to discuss a lot of this with. So without further ado, you know her. She is a TikTok like pop culture guru she's also on instagram i have morgan from morgan's pop talks here so we are just going to get right into it morgan welcome hi larry thank you for having me (laughs) oh my god i'm so happy that you're here thank you so much um, thank you i'm excited i know i can't wait to like chit chat about all of this stuff um before we start though i don't know if you remember do you remember how we met I re- are you going to tell the story about the bachelorette party? No, no, oh. no. I'm going to tell the story about, I came across your, t- I came across, I was like on my personal like TikTok and I came across a TikTok that you had where you thought PK was like attractive. Oh, yes. He had a glow up. <laughs> he had a glow up one Christmas. And I remember looking at those family photos in that maroon sweater and yeah. he was like silver fox. I was like, uh, it took me 29 years to realize that I'm attracted to PK, but here I, we are. I love it. So I found that TikTok and I posted it and he had reposted it. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is so great. But anyway, regardless, um, you're, you are blowing up. You're everywhere. You're all over TikTok. You're all over Instagram. So congratulations on all of that. Oh, well, but, thank you. But I do have to toot your horn to you because I can't just give the bachelorette party tease and not tell them the moment I fell in love with Larry. (laughs) I mean, I always enjoyed like following along and seeing the content that you post and, and, you know, especially when I was first getting into it, I was, um, really like looking for other creators to be friends, you know, because I was like kind of the new girl on the block. And I feel like you were one of my first friends, but it really solidified it for me because I was at my best friend's bachelorette party and Larry sent us a drink and we didn't like yes. really know each other that yeah. well at that point. And I remember just losing my mind in the middle of uh, Panama City Beach in Florida, <laughs> oh being like, Larry, he's my <laughs> he likes me so ever since then I knew you were a real one no thanks no I appreciate it no you're like just cool people so um I am we guys we have her for a limited amount a limited amount of time because she's booked and busy so (laughs) um I'm gonna leave it up to you do you want to recap Roni or do you want to recap last night's OC oh my god Orange County all day (laughs) long okay I was hoping you would say that because I feel like last night's episode was like 10 out of 10, hands down best episode that they've had this season. Yeah. 
What and they're are- having a great season. Like I know that Andy always says, uh, OC is back or Beverly Hills is back. And then nine times out of 10, they're not back and they're in the same spot they were last season. Right. But I really feel like Orange County is back and better than ever. It is. Every episode is like just a little bit better than the next. And last night's was like the cherry on top. I don't even like know where they're going to go from here, but let okay, let's just get into it because it was amazing. And you're right. I'm, Andy says that about everything. And he's just like, just wait. It's like true to form back to like yeah. the old days. And you watch and you're like, like last season when Heather came back, you're like, well, this is garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I stopped watching halfway through last season. Oh my God. And I'm so happy you said that because I was watching last night and I was like, I cannot wait to talk about this. And then I saw your post that you just did prior to like popping on here about Orange County last night. And I have to say, guys, if you haven't um, seen it when you're like, you need to make sure that you go and check it out. But Emily is like my OC queen. right? Yes. Now. And I've always been a huge fan of her. And I feel like people have always been like, not on the right side of OC history with this one. But I yeah. love her. She's a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. She calls it how it is. And I mean, I just love that. She's not one that's just going to like, do what you want her to do and like be like your little pet like yeah what I feel like Shannon is trying to have the ladies do with talking about her relationship she wants them to all like do what she says so I want to just like start I mean there was not really like much in the beginning I just want to get into we'll start off when Heather just shows up at where I was that on the beach? I don't even know where that yeah, was. It was, like, it was like Huntington Beach or something. <laughs> yeah. The sign said, I was like, Where are they? Right. I no no <laughs> Shanna's there in her sweats looking crazy as hell. <laughs> Heather shows up in like a pencil skirt. Like she's like, I don't know where the hell she was going, but I want to know. I want to go there because she was dressed to the nines. Yeah. She showed up, she sat down, and she just got right into it. She was like, wasted no time. She really, like, told her how it is. Do you think that, I mean, I okay, so I feel like Heather is running around telling all the girls what Shannon told her. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she's doing that? Like, Yes. 100%, right? 100%, yes. And I feel like maybe, maybe it, it gets, like, lost in translation with Heather, where, you know, she's having these conversations and she says something in a very precise and particular way, almost so that it, it doesn't come across bad, but you're still talking about it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if the intention is good. Yeah. You're still talking about it, which is what Shannon doesn't want you to do. So I think that's kind of where she gets herself in a little bit of trouble where it's like even one detail, one little slip is too many in Shannon's eyes. And as soon as she says that she like doesn't talk about it, they cut to her yeah. saying everything that Shannon's yeah. ever told her. Like, I mean, I, Heather's really just digging her own grave. Like it really, like it just, it's insane. But I mean, I don't understand how she wants to keep that part of her life private. And like, she doesn't want anyone to talk about her relationship or anything regarding that. But he's been on the show for years. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously the relationship is going to come up like, and I, I forgot who said it. And I want to, I think I maybe heard it on another podcast, but if you don't want like your personal business coming up on the show, or your relationship, like 
then tell your secrets to someone that's not on the show because these ladies, they have a job to do. Mm -hmm. And if they know something and they think it's going to pull in some ratings, they're obviously going to spill it. Yeah. So like, it just, it blows my mind. And then like, they just go like through this back and forth between Heather and Shannon and Shannon loses her shit and like walks away. She, how many times is she going to walk away this season? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely her go-to move and it's also just, and this wasn't particularly in this episode, but I, it, the past episode and we had a week off, which was like triggering for me when we mm. didn't have a new orange County episode last week. I was like, do you want me to die? I was like, what? Like I have a night <laughs> off. I don't have to watch TV, <laughs> like, but I also was pissed because I, I was like, I wanted, I want to see what's going to happen. But Shannon at that party, when she's freaking out, telling people that our fights are normal, they leave me paralyzed. You know, it's like, sis, what you're spewing is making no sense. And she's trying so hard to convince the women and maybe even the audience that, you know, her and John's relationship, they do have normal fights, but her reaction does the opposite. I mean, for a viewer, I watch her freak out and I watch her say, but it's normal, but it's normal. I'm sitting there thinking this is not normal. Something is wrong here. So it's like, on one hand, you can expect your castmates to run around and gossip and whatever. It's what it's what housewives are built on. But at the end of the day, more so than what they're saying, it's your reaction that is painting the bad picture of your relationship. A hundred percent. Because I feel like if she was just kind of calm about it that they mm-hmm. may she could have even like made something up and just like didn't react the way that she didn't like I feel like they would have just let it go yeah but she is lit oh she's overreacting and it's making everyone think that it's worse than what it is yeah. but also like I feel like she's also trying to like convince herself that it's not that bad mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I and you're engaged right and mm-hmm. so like and I've been with my boyfriend for almost seven years but like I don't think I've ever had a fight where like I feel like I'm left paralyzed like, yeah you know, like, <laughs> specific word right? too, like, <laughs> if that like, were the case I feel like that's a red flag you gotta go like something's gotta give sis you gotta pack up your things and exit stage left because it is just and she keeps using that same term like mm-hmm. over and over again and it just like it drives me insane because she wants to like nitpick other people's relationships and she wants to talk about that but as soon as it comes to her she's like out the door yeah it just it it drives me nuts but one thing that i love though about just like you know new age bravo is that they don't care to break fourth wall anymore i love it i mean the fact that you see shannon like look straight at the camera and rattle off the things that is wrong in her relationship and say don't use it and they use it anyways i'm like and even the conversation the facetime conversation which was the best scene in the whole of the whole episode hands down hands down the fact that you know Emily is sitting there screaming, we're on a reality show. And they keep that in there. I love it because I feel like it just, it actually adds a layer of authenticity to it. You would think like just black and white on paper that it would do the opposite. You know, we're not supposed to acknowledge that we're being filmed and that we're mic'd and all of these things. But I think it, it makes it feel even more authentic. No, I completely agree. And I love that they kept it in there and they kept in her, like you see production standing there talking with her. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, obviously like 
they're doing it so much more now with breaking the fourth wall. And I feel like it was like thanks to Ultimate Girls Trip. Right? Oh, yeah. So? Like the first one when they were like talking about like their lives on shows and like their respective cities and like how mm-hmm. like things like operate there. But they're doing it so much. And like I just it just like makes me happy because like yeah. there was an article out about they break the fourth wall on this new season of Roni coming up then they did it on the mid-season trailer and in Bryce's article from Entertainment Tonight like literally the headline was like fourth wall breaking moments and it was just like and you're like I, yes I love it I love <laughs> it so Super much Bowl. <laughs> I love it so much and I like literally I almost died and this is going back a couple episodes ago when Shannon was um, out to lunch with Tamara and Vicky and she just walked right up to their table like she had yeah. no shame in her game she was like no, I'm like, I'm done. I'm. She went right up to that production table. And the fact that they left that all in there, like, what did she think was going to happen? Even when she said in this episode, like, John's kids, like, they don't like me. Like, I just can't talk about that. And she goes, and that can't be on camera. Right. <laughs> like, what it what is. do you think it is? that they are that's the first thing they're going to use? Yeah. Like, there's no way that you can stop it. And to think that, like, you have like the power to even do that like it just blows my mind because they wouldn't do that for some of their biggest stars on the network and especially someone like shannon who has been here long enough to know the drill this is not you know her first couple of seasons on oc like she has been on this show for years and you know like that they're they're going to portray the juiciest parts or the most intriguing parts because at the end of the day, and I mean, this is very Scandaval-esque, but whatever is going to get people to tune in. And it's like, what are we sitting here talking about today? We're talking about these bombshell moments that we don't expect to see when they break the fourth wall. Exactly. And it's just like, I wonder if, well, like now she knows, like if she does it again, that that's going to be like the number one thing that they use. So I wonder yeah. if it'll prevent her from doing that in the future. But we saw her walk away two times this episode. Like she walked away from the from the meeting with Heather mm-hmm. and told production to take her mic off that she was done. And then she ran to production after the scene with um, Emily, which mm-hmm. I want to talk about because that was, like you said, the best part of this episode and it really goes like i said in the beginning to like solidify my reasoning for like why i love emily so much because Mm -hmm. she literally she just went in and that wasn't her intention but like she was in the moment and she just kind of told her what she felt she called her jekyll and hyde and i if you noticed a couple episodes back as well emily had told her like no you do tell us stuff like you just don't remember and then shannon was like i did tell you stuff like what like I just feel like she gets into like that like drunk dial mode where she's drinking so much yeah. that like at a point she's just calling anyone who will listen to her and telling mm-hmm. them her problems. And I, you obviously can tell all of the girls said it in their confessionals in that moment when they like pan to all of them that she does it all the time. And, yeah. and I mean, she's, I maybe it's like a reality call like girl, like don't, call your friends when you're drunk and complain not your co-stars like don't you have friends off the show like well and I mean when you think about it like even thinking back to before 
um, Tamara and Shannon had that falling out. I mean, Tamara said the same thing way back then that, you know, Shannon's the type of friend that's going to call you at midnight hysterical. And if you don't answer the phone, you know, Monday through Friday, you're a bad friend because she needs you and she's going through all of this stuff. So it definitely seems like a pattern of behavior and not one that has happened overnight. Because I mean, when you think back to how long ago that was, and those conversations were in like seasons, I want to say maybe, I don't know what season it is. I don't want to say wrong and people come for me, but (laughs) it was at least like four or five years ago because it was before Tamara had her break. Yeah, no, agreed. And I like, I loved the moment when, and I'll get, we'll get right back to that conversation that they had in the FaceTime. But when Emily said that like, she almost needs like a breathalyzer to let her into her yeah. phone. Like, I mean, if that's a thing, I mean, yeah. I probably could use that a few times too, but like <laughs> she definitely needs it because she really doesn't remember what she's telling anyone. Um, but yeah, she called her the Jekyll and Hyde and the best moment was when she couldn't hang up the FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> like, she tried everything. <laughs> she tried, I thought she was going to throw her phone in the street. <laughs> like it was just, amazing and you can she didn't want to have that conversation with her over the phone she really was trying to like and you she even said like i was calling to tell her that i was i was coming but i was just going to be late yeah but like the just like the tension between the two of them just escalated so like quickly that like it was done she wasn't going but i don't like listen i i love that she tried to not do that over a facetime but when you i feel like when you try to maybe like plan out a conversation like that you want to have with someone like you're on the phone with her. You might as well just have it on the phone. You're on a FaceTime. You see her. So like the only thing you don't have is like her right in front of you in person. And I think everything Emily said was a hundred percent valid. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, Like I said, it's not an isolated incident. It's not one time she did this. She's calling everybody. She's calling Gina. She's calling Emily. She's calling Tamara. She's doing it to everybody. And it's like, if, if that were my friend, I'd be like, look, if you don't want this to come out, like, like you said, talk to somebody that's not on the show or when you're drinking, put a breathalyzer on your phone because (laughs) things are going haywire and, and not everybody's going to be as gracious as me, you know, and kind of warn you about things that are being said. Some people are just going to come out and say it, which I think is what we're seeing now with some of the other cast members. Right. And I think, and there were like a lot of rumors swirling and obviously we know now that her and John aren't together. He broke up with her like shortly after like they wrapped, which Mm -hmm. is like also like, what did you want to get one more season out of her? Like that was just so shady. Um, But even, and I feel like her and John like together, like the relationship, like, yeah, maybe in the beginning she like thought it was like something like amazing, but it seemed like as time went on, it was just like one out of convenience where they just like, had fun together and like yeah. maybe she had like a permanent party friend you know what I mean like yeah. it was just and maybe she just is real I don't know I feel like there's just something that like happened that like we just don't know and she's trying to hide you know what I mean like yeah. unless it's just she's talking shit about him and she doesn't want that to get out you know like yeah Heather said like he's in it for the fame um his kids don't like her I think she said something else about how Shannon pays for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I th- I don't know what it is. Like, do you think that there's something that she's trying to hide or do you think it's just, she's talking shit behind his back and she doesn't want him to find out? 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when you do like take that in as a viewer, your mind automatically does assume the worst, you know, yeah. I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, you know, I mean, the elephant in the room is that they drink a lot. Like, and obviously if Shannon's having these conversations with multiple cast members and she's not remem remembering any of them, I'm, and you're having all these other relationship issues. I mean, who knows what goes on behind closed doors? Of right. course, you don't like to speculate and to automatically assume that. But like you said, and like I said earlier, it's more so her reaction, the, the, fear, paralyzation, the hysterics, the screaming that makes it feel like there is something deeper and, and maybe darker going on that she doesn't want out. On the other hand, I probably do think that, um, maybe, maybe stuff like that when it comes to the show and people talking about him and talking about their relationship triggers, that anger, you know, in John, if, if that's what it is, so, something definitely is going on. I'm going to just hope that it's not, you know, what stuff that we're all thinking and that it's, it's really bad and yeah. just hope that he is private and protective. Right. And also like how private and protective can you be though? Like if you just love the limelight, like yeah. what do you just want to sit there on camera and have nobody yeah. talk about you? But but also like, like when they were saying that, when they're like, John loves the limelight, I'm like, I don't know anything about John. Like nothing, he's been nothing. on, he's been with Shannon for like what, three years now. And it's like, okay, he loves the limelight. Didn't see him at BravoCon. Like I've only seen him in like snippets of the show. Right. So it's like, how much limelight are you really getting, dude? Because right. All I'm I know is that he likes it. boats. Right. <laughs> yeah. All I know is that he likes boats. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. <laughs> right. No, I know. I, it's That's hilarious. Like I didn't know he had kids. I didn't know. he. Right. Like, I really only thought that he liked boats. Like that's all that I ever knew. So, but then you also like, you get to like Shannon like trying to like pick in other people's relationships and like I, mean, I don't know if she's like doing it because she's like naturally worried or if she's doing it because like she sees these women coming for her relationships and she wants like ammunition like mm -hmm. for her to go against them but like towards the um at her like taco party which she was like so butthurt that like three couples <laughs> backed out her she's BS like i bought she bought she's like i bought 16 of everything <laughs> like, first of all what did you think like right. you you haven't had the best track record for this like like did you you had to assume some of them weren't going to come but they have that conversation where like jen tells her like or no, when was it? Oh no, when Jen told like Gina that like mm -hmm. Shannon was like picking for like information. And then Shannon like just automatically says, like, well, oh, like I like I helped Gina. She threw all her business out there. She yeah. threw like literally everything that's like everything about Gina's DWI, how she helped her, how she almost had CPS called on her, like all of this stuff. And it's like, okay, like I get that you're mad, but like moment and like there's a time and a place for everything. And like, I feel like she almost did that to kind of take the heat off of her, get oh, it onto sure. somebody else. But it was like, deflection at its finest. 100%, but like, didn't even think like, I don't care if this hurts her. Like, yeah. Like, she just did not want, and I feel like, like, it's just obviously, it's so obvious that it's deflection. And it's like she, this whole season, I feel like is just going to be about like, 
her storming off now. Like, what's next? Because it happens so many times. But yeah, I couldn't believe when that like that came out of her mouth. Like, I get it. You don't like you can't take the heat, but like you could ruin someone with like yeah. the words that you say. Like, <laughs> you couldn't yeah. think of anything I mean, else. The like, gravity of that accusation of saying that you know CPS was almost called like it's next level. And I mean, what do we hear all the time in housewives? Like, don't talk about the kids. Right. Don't talk about the kids. And we all saw, you know, what happened with Gina. Like yeah. that was on camera. She's lived it. She's gone through it. She's gone through other really traumatic events on camera. So it's like you said, it's deflection because that has nothing to do with anything going on in the season whatsoever. I mean, not it's not even bit. remotely connected to anything that's going on. So the you just want to dangle it over her head so that she doesn't, you know, I'm going to say do her job as a housewife. Like right. all of their jobs of housewives are to, you know, talk about the relationships, talk about the friendships, good or bad. You know, there's always drama in the mix of it. But when don't talk about the family in this in CPS, like the the letters should never come out of your never, mouth when you're talking about once. somebody else's children, especially when Gina's not there to defend herself. Exactly. It would be different if she was sitting at the table and she could have shut it down real quick. But the fact that that conversation went on with 10 other people, you know, besides the six that were excluded right. in the 16, yeah. and Gina wasn't one of them to be able to defend herself, I thought was really super messed up and just goes to show that like Shannon is not thinking clearly right now. Yeah, not at all. And if if the roles were reversed, the like I feel like the rage Shannon would have oh, if that was brought up over. Her, it would literally be over. She would have Teresa Judai slipped the table like 100%. that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> I almost wish she would have showed up so that way that could have happened. But I love that Jen like noticed it in the moment. Like mm -hmm. this chick is like not not right. Like you just yeah. don't do that. And I feel like I'm happy that she told Gina what happened, but. I don't know if Gina really understood that, like, that's what was said. Because in her, conf or like, in the moment, she was like, if she says, like, if she said anything about CPS, like, it's over. Like, I, like I'm done. Like, it's just crazy. It just almost to me didn't seem like it came across as Jen telling her, like, no, that's what was said. She yeah. said CPS was on their way to your house to pick up your kids like yeah i don't know it just it's so it's just getting so crazy <laughs> well like it's crazy it's <laughs> ridiculous that's like the word that i feel like i was hearing over and over in my head is like this is ridiculous and i think too for jen of all people the newbie you know season one right. to be the one to kind of drop this bomb on gina on Jen's side of things, good for her because right. I feel like she in one season has solidified herself as, I mean, I'm not going to say like a great housewife, yeah. but she can hang like, yes, 100%. and it's not, she's not a try hard where I feel like, and I know we um, we're supposed to talk about Roni, but I was thinking about that today. I feel like some of the Roni girls are a little try hardy and yeah. I'm not, I'm not vibing with it, but Jen she comes in, she understands the assignment. And I just feel like the fact that it's her first season and she's, you know, 
in the middle of all these different storylines, whether it's her relationship or now relaying the CPS message. I'm like, good for you, Jen. Get your screen time. Right. No, I agree. She has a hundred different things coming her way. <laughs> yeah. She left her husband. Her new man cheats on her when they're not <laughs> together. She has the kids and like nobody knows what the hell's going on. She right. has like a hundred things coming at her. And I think she's handling them great. Yeah. I, I do enjoy her. And I did, and I kind of skipped over it because I wanted to talk about the um like the Shannon and all of that. But that moment in this episode that she had with her adopted son. That was very was sweet. So sweet. Like it was so nice to see that like she's so open with him about adoption. And mm-hmm. she really like we've gotten a glimpse into like all parts of her life that like I don't know. I wouldn't my I wouldn't be upset seeing her come back for another season. But I feel like I don't know if you've seen online that people are saying like she's still lying. So like like even Tamara was like saying that like she just doesn't tell the truth. She like none none of this is like accurate. Like I don't like and I want to believe Jen because like it's her story to tell. Mm-hmm. But also I don't know if Tamara's like being truthful or just being messy. Like I don't know. It's just yeah. Hard. Yeah, I don't know. Tamara definitely is a professional housewife. I feel like she can't she can't flip the switch on and off. So I also don't know if everything is just for I don't want to say attention um, as much as it's for just stirring the pot to get people interested. You know what I mean? Oh, she knows how to do her job and she does yeah. it well. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, like nothing is better than tequila Tammy. Is that what she called herself? Like, I'm glad she's back. Honestly, I have to say like the season that Tamara got let go, I was head of the charge. I was like, she's so annoying. She's so obnoxious. I can't yeah. stand her. I was like, good riddance. I remember the video she posted of her like crawling on the floor towards an orange. And I was like, has this girl lost her mind? Like, this is proof <laughs> she enough. She was trying hard. <laughs> it's like, this is proof enough that she could never come back. But I quickly had to eat my words, had to swallow my pride because like we said, last season was just a mess. And this season I'm actually, I'm just enjoying it so much. Yeah. Same. And I like, this is the one time that I'll agree with Andy when I feel like Orange County is like back to like what it used to. What are your thoughts on Vicky being back? You know, I kind of had the same um, thought about Vicky where I've never been. I mean, she's entertaining as heck. Like you cannot say that she's not entertaining, but I've been like a bit indifferent where I see the show thriving without her. I don't think it's necessary, but also there's just um, this nostalgia that comes over you when you see those three together, you know, when you see Tamara, Shannon and Vicky together and they're doing shots of tequila, it's like, I feel at home, you know, (laughs) now they've taken that show on the road. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like, as of right now, I'm good with her like popping in and out. I don't know how I would feel if she was full time. I think it's it's kind of like a case by case scenario. And I think I would have to see how she mixes with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do enjoy seeing her every so often. Yeah. And I've never been like a Vicky fan, but like it doesn't make me mad that like she's there. Right. She, yeah. Like she has the right to be. She's like the OG of the OC. But I almost feel like if she were to come back full time, she'd be so territorial where like she'd mm-hmm. try to make everything like hers. You know yeah. what I mean? 
but but I'm I'm glad like I'm getting her like in the doses that we are now. It's yeah. like, still very enjoyable to watch. Everyone loves a whoop it up moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to see her at BravoCon. Just because like she's been fun. You know, she hasn't yeah. been like annoying. And like right. that was one of like the things that like just drove me insane about her was like the fact that she uh, could do what she wants, but if somebody else did something similar, she would like go like she would lose Nuts. her shit. Yeah. And that just I don't like I don't really that doesn't fly with me. But right. and then um uh, Heather, obviously, we saw that she sold her home. Mm-hmm. $55 million must be fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she bought that home in LA. But did you see she bought another home in Bel Air? So, what do you think is like her future with OC? I don't know. I mean, I've heard the rumor that she's going to go to Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility when you see that Taylor Armstrong is, you know, on OC and I feel like she also fits in really well. Yeah. It's not like, who is this girl? She's only here because she was previously on Beverly Hills. I feel like, you know, it's organic. Um, my hot take, maybe unpopular opinion is that I'm not a Heather Dubrow fan at all. And I know that like on paper, she's having a good season, but I still am like, I'm over it. I'm just you- over the shtick of her. I'm over m- my $55 million mansion. Yeah. Like, we get it. You're rich. Like, right. move on. <laughs> Were you a fan of her when, and like, when she was first on the show or no? Yeah, I was. And I actually was excited for her to come back. Yeah. I had like a really high expectation and she just didn't live up to it. And I think, I think ever since I was like let down by her return, I just have continuously held on to that feeling of it's not, it's not necessary, but I'll probably have a Tamara moment. And if she's let go next season, I'll be like, we need Heather because that's what they do. (laughs) I'm that annoying Bravo fan. I truly am. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, I know what you mean. Like you want them to leave. And then once they're gone, you're like, you want them back. Yeah, (laughs) But, um, (laughs) I can, I agree with you. She completely, like, I thought it was going to be an amazing return. It was complete letdown. Yeah. I almost feel like we noticed in this episode, obviously, at the end when um, Shannon and Emily met for coffee or whatever it was, their lunch. And Shannon was talking to her about, like, how Heather is and, like, how she thinks she's, like, manipulative and, like, mm-hmm. deceitful. And, like, it's almost like she, it was almost like Shannon was starting to like plot and a Heather Dubrow takedown. Yeah. Like, like we got to get rid of this girl once we were and like, for all. Do it. Do <laughs> right. it. <laughs> right. Like, okay, girl, like, what do you got? Like, show me what's in your, like in your arsenal as yeah, some of them yeah. like to say. But, um, <laughs> no, no, I completely, yeah, I completely agree. And I just, it's, I don't know where Heather would like go from here. Obviously I don't, she has no homes in OC. So like, I can, the only thing that would logically make sense would be for her to go to Beverly Hills. And she almost comes off as like elitist and like, she's better than everyone. So like, maybe she'll fit in better over there with women who might be on the same playing field. That's not like the word I want to use, but like. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, I feel like loaded. a fight between Heather Dubrow and Erica Jane will hit different than a fight between Shannon Bedore and Heather Dubrow. Right. And like, (laughs) or like, just like the competitiveness with like money wise, like Kyle's, uh, Kyle's also fucking loaded. Like with her as well. Like I just feel like, and I don't want to say like, that just sounded like really awful. Like they're not, she's like, they're on, she's on the same playing field with Beverly Hills. I didn't mean like the other, she's 
actually better than the other women. I just feel like her. She just has more money. She just is richer. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It would be interesting to see though. Um, uh, What, what are your thoughts on like, what's going to happen the rest of the season? Honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm trying to remember when did John and Shannon like officially break up? Was it after yeah, filming Yeah, it was rap? like a couple days after filming wraps. He kicked her ass straight to the curb. Like, yeah, I mean, so literally. Awful. So obviously some more of the same. Yeah, we'll be seeing right. like, more drama with John and more drama with Shannon. I mean, they haven't filmed the reunion yet, but we've seen uh, Gina and Shannon going back and forth on Instagram. So it seems like they still have bad blood. Did you see the TikTok with Taylor Armstrong? Of, with her date night? Yeah. <laughs> what was she doing? <laughs> she was like hammered. And she was talking about how like the reunion is going to be like. She's like, uh, it's it, going to go down. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she was so lit. And like, let me tell you, that's like the way that I saw her in that TikTok is like the way that she was when I saw her at BravoCon. Like she is just. <laughs> That girl loves a cocktail. And it just like, she, she's like, I don't want to talk to you. You don't even know my name. <laughs> like, but she does say that the reunion is going to be like fire. Like it's going to yeah. be explosive. So I'm excited to see. I also don't even know like where you go. Like, I mean, I just feel like it's going to be more Shannon fighting with the girls. I don't know. I did. I don't mind. Like, obviously we like to see the house because of like, the arguments they get into, but I love like the moments where like seeing Emily like at the Innocence Project, like yeah. that stuff. Like I love when that stuff gets sprinkled in because it just goes to show like she can throw down with like the big dogs, but she like also has some serious shit going on. Yeah, where... and she has a big heart and she uses her money for good causes. You know? Yeah, and I don't know. She's just like I said in the beginning, like my queen of the OC she right is. now. She's the best. I love her. <laughs> I know. I love her. But... Morgan, I know you got to go. So I want to thank you so much for recapping um, RHOC with me. Let the people know where they can follow you and all that good stuff. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Morgan P Talks. Uh, my podcast episodes drop every Thursday. You can listen wherever you get podcasts. It's Morgan's Pop Talks. And then uh, I have a Patreon too where we do Bachelor content every Friday. And then we do uh, weekend roundups on Mondays called Extra Pop. Uh, my Patreon is also Morgan's Pop Talks. Thank you so much, Morgan. I really appreciate you being here. Hey, I know you got, do you have uh, a wedding coming up? Oh yeah. So, um, hopefully I'll be married within like eight weeks, ah, but I don't that's... know for sure yet. <laughs> you guys know, you, so I'm wild. sure you all follow her. You know what's going on in her journey, but congratulations <laughs> to you guys. I really, again, yeah. appreciate it. And I hope you come back. Of course. And we'll have to have you on mine and I'll see you on BravoCon. At BravoCon. Yes. Oh my God. I can't wait. I'm yes. so excited. Yeah. All right. Bye Morgan. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. So next, um, I just kind of wanted to touch on a few things in regards to Crappy Lake because the season wrapped. Um, We got eight episodes with Sonia and Luann in Benton, Illinois. I loved every single part of those women being in that small town. In the beginning, I was like, what the hell is this going to be? Like, it was funny. It was entertaining. But then, like, as the time went on, you really got to see them, like, build their relationships with the people that were in the town. And 
They successfully completed everything on the mayor's list. They built a playground for the kids in the community. They uh, helped out the stuff with the animal shelter. They uh, renovated the two rooms at the hotel. They did the Christmas in July. They, uh, they did so much stuff. And after this season, like it really did just go to prove that these women need to lit- literally go to other small towns and they need to make this like a multi-season series. The arguments that they got in between each other, like at the Benton Follies auditions, I mean, Sonia met a man, Luann went catfishing, um, the two of them showing up like slutty Mrs. Clauses to the Christmas in July, like... There was there were so many great moments, and I'm bummed that it's over. And I really hope because I feel like a lot of like some of I feel like some of these spinoffs really don't get more than one season. But I feel like they struck gold here with Sonia and Luann doing Crappy Lake. That it would almost be dumb of them to not have them go to other cities and continue the series. So season one is done. I want to know what you guys thought of crappy Lake and tell me your favorite moments. I know my, one of my favorite moments was when they went to the bar and Luann like met that man with like the goatee. Another favorite moment was when they went mudding and Sonia pushed Luann in the mud after she had, kissed her one night stand there are so many good hilarious moments from this show and i want to know what you think and do you think that they should come back for another season i are you from a small town that you think that they should go to i mean i'm not a casting director but like it would be hilarious like if they went somewhere else so like share your thoughts with me tell me what you thought and we can have a talk about it guys what an episode. Again, it, that RHOC recap was everything that I needed to get me through this day. Hopefully it's everything that you need to get you through your Friday. There's still so much that we didn't get to cover that we'll have to cover next week. We didn't get to go over Roni. Um, we didn't go over Below Deck. You're You're listening to this today. Today's Friday. They just released the Real Houses of Atlanta reunion preview. We still have to talk about Atlanta. There is so much that we still have to go over with, and I can't wait to go over it with you guys next week. And I just want to end this episode with a huge congratulations to Danielle from Summer House. She launched her app the other day. It's called Done, D-O-N-N-E. Cameras were up. They filmed it. The entire cast was there. She got shout-outs from everyone. Paige, Sierra, Alex from last season, Carl, the newbies from this season. Um, Lindsay gave her, like, a great shout-out. Carl posted with her mom. Like, it was just so good to finally see that her app, like, came to fruition. Like, we have seen her work on it for a few years, so... I'm just very happy for her. Like all the hard work pays off and I wish her nothing but all of the success. So congratulations, Danielle. I can't wait to see that next season on Summer House. Guys, I hope you have an amazing weekend and week to come. 
and I will talk to you guys next time. Huda Media Production.